What's going on, everyone? It's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and you are tuned in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Hey, winners. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. This is going to be another one of our Game Changer episodes. You guys know I get so excited whenever I have a special guest that I can share with you. And just to remind you, for those of you who have been rocking with the podcast for a while and to inform those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, our game changers are simply just some phenomenal people who have been through some extraordinary circumstances. And because of what they've gone through, God put them up on some game and they are here at the winner circle to share that good, good game with you. So today I am super excited to have none other than the beautiful, the remarkable, the talented, the intelligent, and the most amazing Chanel Hill down here at the Winner Circle today. Hey, Chanel. Yes, those acronyms to describe. I love them. <laughs> I need to write them down. So whenever I forget, I can just look at it and be like, this is who you are. Absolutely. You are such an amazing young lady. Um, I met Chanel... Oh, I don't even remember several years back. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, we, we used to go to church together. And so I would see her here and there. And um, she actually was a contributor on um, in the book Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman. And I just know that she's doing some phenomenal things. So I'm going to let Chanel in, um, introduce herself to you guys. So Chanel, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hello, everybody. My name is Chanel Hill. I am a licensed clinical therapist, and I'm a school social worker at Corliss High School. I'm going into my third school year, so I'm working with my students, everything involving social emotional learning, because our kids are going through so much. So I love that. I've been doing that for the last maybe four years outside of graduate school. I am also a part-time therapist with Chicago Christian Counseling Center, and I'm just all over writing curriculum or doing um, workshops, doing trainings, doing all types of different things just to help us grow better in our mental health. I kind of game change. I switched what I was going through and just made it my passion. Beautiful. You know, I love anytime we take our pain and turn it into purpose and passion. So I can't wait to get into that. I want to give this disclaimer because you guys may hear some little background noise with Chanel. She's super busy, but she was able to take some moments out of her day. So she slipped into the library really quickly to record this podcast. So, you know, when you hear those little kids in the background, just know that she just wanted to spend some time with you guys. Um, but I'm not going to hold her because I know she's so busy and she got some amazing things going on. Um, she's doing some some phenomenal things in the mental health space. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But yes. Chanel, I want you to share with us what that pain in your personal journey looked like as it pertains to men- mental health challenges. Oh, Lord. So I am, a, I, don't, I wouldn't say a preacher's daughter, but I grew up in the church, like born and raised in church. Parents met in the church, got married, had us. So I have been in church my whole life. So growing up, we had our religious aspect, but I noticed I started to deal with anxiety and panic really, really bad. And it wasn't until, so I would struggle and my mom would be like, okay, well, 
pray about it and you know god will work it out and i'm like mom this is something else so i went through my teens then i got into college and i was made, met with a lot of trauma trauma at school trauma with my roommates trauma and just trying to figure out who i was as a young adult and i really started to see myself lapping into depression and even more anxiety and by then i'm having post-traumatic stress disorder PTSD and it was just a struggle I ended up relocating to Chicago is where I found New Life Covenant Church and in that church I saw a counseling center so I started going to counseling and it completely changed my life and I said hey if counseling can change my life I know it can change other people's life so I started going to school to be a therapist and I graduated now clinical social worker and just using my life and my background to help the kids because I know what it feels like for a kid to struggle and I'm really just incorporating faith and mental health because as I said I was struggling but my mom and no fault to her was saying, you know, just pray about it. Just mm-hmm. God will work it out. And mm-hmm. I knew I needed more. And then my dad started dealing with mental health. So that just changed a whole nother realm for our family to really understand what it meant to get help outside the church. Wow. So going through your journey, you know, dealing with your anxiety, and I think I heard you say depression too, right? Yes. Okay. So dealing with these things, and your PTSD and all of this, like what, what did you find were the triggers for you in these circumstances? Like what really set you off or um, what were they connected to any one specific incident that happened in your life? Just life. I would say really transitioning. So feeling stressed out and what to do with my career and what was next steps. And then a lot of traumatic events. I had people that were murdered. I had people that died. I had close people like my grandmother was dying and I had close friends that were murdered. So those things just kind of triggered me. And then um, mental health really is clinical too. So I kind of had a chemical imbalance, which kind of depression started to kick in. So those were the things that kind of really triggered me were like different incidents in my life. And then just dealing with regular stressors as an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old transitioning first time away from home, new friends, new city, just new experiences. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of things going on at one time and just mm-hmm. all of those things compounded. So during your lowest period, um, as your your journey and through your your mental health challenges, how did you view yourself? Oh, real low self esteem. Mm. I can be totally honest. I had my self esteem was low due to so many factors from society, from my family, just not loving who I was in the mirror. I had really low self esteem, just self confidence. Wow. So, what was it that made you really shift? Um, I know you say you, you you were at church and you saw this counseling center. But what was it in you that made you realize that something just absolutely had to change? Like, this can't be life. So, if we're being real transparent and honest, I was got out of a situation ship. And <laughs> my cousin told me, she said, you need to chill out because you were using the same cycle. You was trying to find comfort in these men, trying to find self-esteem in the men, and you are continuing to be ripped apart. So you need to not date, you need to not talk to anybody for at least a year, get yourself together. 
So in that year, and it's so funny because I still have on this faith, like I have it all together. I'm a graduate. I have these degrees and all this. Behind closed doors, just making bad decisions, craziness, soul ties, just complete craziness. So I took that off, and that was a couple years ago. I took time off, and I really just started going to therapy and just facing myself in the mirror, facing my flaws, facing my decisions, really kind of just self-awareness, becoming self-aware and emotionally intelligent. And then that really helped me gain my confidence and then really digging in to who God said I was. Mm. I hadn't really crafted that. Like, I, I had heard it. Like, yeah, God says it in the Bible, right? But that don't pertain to me because I made all these mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God loves you. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I remember when I first began taking my daughter to counseling. Um, and everyone knows I am a parent now of a teen. And so I'd say, Pray for me because parenting teens <laughs> is a whole different ball game. I stay on my face daily for strategy and direction. But when I remember when I first started taking her to counseling, my family began to question me. They were like, she doesn't need that. Why are you taking her there? She's not crazy. Um, even I remember my husband and we laugh about this now. So, I, I mean, I'm sure he, he wouldn't mind me telling it. But when I first started talking to him about it, that I was going to take her to seek professional help. His response was, there's a lot of strong black women in, in her family. She has you. She has your sister. She has your mom. My mom. She doesn't need any help. And I'm just like, what? And so I guess, you know, just dealing with that and, and all of that opposition, did you find that you had any opposition due to the stigma that was surrounding mental health Absolutely. concerns? Absolutely. Like I said, my family, my church, and it's just due to ignorance and just stigma attached to mental wellness even my friends were like well and then because of who I was because I was so busy because I looked like I had it together because I had you know I went to undergraduate grad school part of a sorority doing things all over the you know the community I looked like I had it together Mm -hmm. so that was another big instance too like I don't want to disappoint anybody and but that was a lie because I was just following slowly Mm mm-hmm And I think, I think that when you are one of those people who is like doing everything and pouring out to every, everybody else and, and really building all of these different things that are beneficial to people on the outside, you are, in my opinion, and I'm no mental health expert, but in my opinion, you're even more susceptible to falling down that slippery slope if you're not careful because you're pouring, 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 and you're never getting anything back. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially dealing with teens and in the community that I that I am in and seeing all their trauma and the violence and the things and having to be so strong for them. Like you said, I was pouring out but not really being poured into. So I had to take a step back and say it is okay for me to get help, not only as a woman but as a therapist and really start to take care of myself. And if I'm good for myself, then I can be good for them because if I'm no longer good for them, then I can't be in here bleeding on them. Yeah. So that took me a time to like, hey, step back. They're going to be okay. Get your own self together. So in dealing with with the the population that you serve, and for those of you who are not in the Chicagoland area, um, Corliss High School where Chanel works and even um, at the Counseling Center where she works, all of these places are like right smack in the underserved, um, lower income communities, Um, maybe a lot of crime, violence, that type of thing. 
how do you ensure that you aren't taking on their trauma? Because I, I can imagine that sitting down with these with these teens and working with these children, it's easy to um, pick up and, and, and take on the things that they are dealing with and become bo- burdened with those things. How do you ensure that, that you're protecting your mental space? Really, it's a process. It's something that I have to do every day. It's accountability with having close friends to be like, hey, are you okay? Do you need somebody to talk to? It's going to therapy. And it's really just knowing myself to say, hey, this is too much. It's about balance. It's about boundaries. And it's about saying no. So the therapist needs a therapist. That's what I need Absolutely. To say. Therapists need, we need it more than anybody. Um, I just, somebody sent me a story about um, one of the guys who was head over counseling committing suicide. Oh, wow. That, we were just like, we understand. Mm. but again because of our profession who we are people think we have it together no so we started going to get help as well we're not immune just like a doctor isn't immune to a disease a dentist isn't immune to having a cavity we are not immune to having mental well that's good that's good that that you break it down like that because I don't think the world sees it like that at all I, I can honestly say that I don't necessarily see it like that. Like I've never even, and and not that I don't think that you all don't need it, but I don't think I've ever even thought about the therapist sitting down in therapy. (laughs) You know, you just don't envision that. So I I appreciate you for breaking that down for us because you're absolutely right. Um, I could see how more than anyone, you would definitely need it. So outside of those things that you do, what else? Cause I know we, we use this, this buzzword these days, self-care. What else are you doing to make sure that you're taking care of Chanel? So I love to turn my phone off. I love to work out. I love to dance. Even this weekend, things were getting a little stressful. Thursday, I turned my phone off, went inside. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I stayed inside, binge watching some of my favorite shows, and I began to feel so much better. I was watching Snowfall. I was watching, I remember you on your status, <laughs> Love and Marriage. I was really watching <laughs> all my shows. And I took the emails off my phone, and I had a good time with just me resting, laughing, joking, even sometimes shaking my head. So just completely unplugging from the world and just being with yourself and enjoying your space and and all of that absolutely absolutely i love it um i want to talk a little bit about you have this brand that i absolutely love and i keep saying i gotta get a shirt i gotta order a shirt but this <laughs> god plus therapy is, it, is that what it is god plus god, god yes, and therapy. yes god plus therapy yes i love that because as you mentioned earlier so many times us in this in this god space the christians the saints and the, everybody in between we want to basically say well pray it away you you can pray it away whatever you're going through just pray it and it's, it's gonna you know go away God's gonna deliver but I love it because I God put these therapists in place he he he, he put them strategically you know in these professions and there are people like you who are operating um with with the mindset of God but also on the clinical side so tell me how this this idea was born it just was my background growing up in church and 
come to the understanding that yes, God, we believe in God, we believe in his word, but let's dig a little deeper. If we believe him to put all these other professions, the doctors, the lawyers, we believe him for psychiatrists too. Mm -hmm. And that you can pray and go to therapy. You can worship and go to therapy. And actually God wants us to go and talk to somebody else. And if we go back in his word, God, Moses wants the counseling. There were other multiple mental health issues in the Bible that there were different counselors. They call mm-hmm. God the wise counselor. He, they say that he wished, his word said he wished that we will prosper. That's just not prosper physically. That's prosper emotionally, mentally, and all things. So I just incorporated God plus therapy. Yes, I worship, but I'll go talk to somebody too. Uh, girl, you better come through here with the word on today. All right. You better come through <laughs> and let the people know that even Moses was counseled. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people who may hear this and and their response would be they don't have access to help due to limited resources maybe finances or even the the ability to access professionals what what do you say to them what do you suggest to them technology has just opened the door so much and with so many more well-known people speaking out as well as those well-known succumbing to mental health issues the sky's the limit we have multiple on websites we have therapy for black girls which you can come in and find therapists you put in your insurance you can put in your zip code and they can put people in your area we have open path collective which offers sessions from thirty dollars to fifty dollars who are therapists in your area are taking on a certain number of people so money is no longer an issue now Mm. it's just us getting out our own way and stepping forward to get help wow you guys hear that therapy for black girls what was the other one Open Path Collective. Open Path Psych- Collective. Psych- psychology Today. We have Melanated and Mental Health. Because, you know, as African Americans, sometimes minorities, we're looking for people that look like us mm-hmm. so we can talk to. And those websites are great for people that look at us, and not just females, but males as well. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. So what would you say is the, the greatest piece of game or lesson that you learned traveling through and navigating your own mental health issues that you would share with the winner's circle? Off top, love yourself. Because when you love yourself, you know what you deserve. You know what you're not going to settle for career-wise, money-wise, relationship-wise, family-wise. And if you really know who God says about you, you can walk up with your head held high, no matter the valleys and the, uh, the valleys and the mountains, love yourself. So this season, I am in such a great season, just learning to love myself, flaws and all. And it has been such a beautiful journey. Beautiful. And you know what? I can honestly say watching you from afar, I see that like all over you. Aww. It's radiating through you. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I don't always get to you know, say things or, or, you know, call or text or, or even respond on social media posts. Cause of course, you know, I'm busy doing stuff too, but I'm always like slow clapping for you. That slow Taraji clap where she stands up and she's like, yes, I'm always doing that because I see the amazing things that you are doing. And, um, I'm just really proud of you. So that, that work that you're doing, that inner work, that work on yourself is definitely radiating through you. So I commend you for that. 
Thank you, because it's so funny that, you know, Facebook will pop up memories, and I would look at old pictures of myself, and I'd just be like, oh, I was so broken, and you couldn't really tell then. I could see it all over me, Mm -hmm. versus like my pictures now, so I'm just grateful. Yes, it is. So, speaking of that, like all the amazing stuff that you're doing and, and how it's coming out, you have something really special coming up this weekend here in Chicago. Let's talk about that. What is the Mental Health Expo? So, yes, on Saturday, this is our third annual Mental Health Expo. It is me and two other young ladies, um, Kamisha Jones and Kenya. She's had they have their own separate um, organizations. Actually, we just kind of met each other, kind of divinely met and decided like, hey, we have similar stories of dealing with mental wellness and and, you know, just the ups and downs and having to navigate through the system. But look at us now. We were like, we should do something for the community. So we came together um, three years ago and said, hey, let's put on a mental wellness. Let's break the stigma. Let's end, you know, the silence. So we came together and we decided for an expo, just like any regular expo. But this one is all about mental health. So we have vendors, a mental wellness people from eating right to working out to different counselors too if you're looking for somebody to ask questions to or to see if you can talk to we have vendors and then we also have workshop facilitators so starting at 12 30 there will be different workshops for people to come in and just meet other people network and actually talk to people we have a well workshop for new moms postpartum depression is big Mm. we have a workshop on essential oils that can help you do different moves we have a safe mental wellness workshop we have a workshop for our men we have a bullying workshop for our kids so the expo is free it's just a day for people to come in look around meet other people and know that you're not by yourself I think that that is absolutely amazing that you guys, number one, that you came together. Let me tell you, when you were telling this story, like hearing that collaboration, because I feel like, you know, we lack that so much, but we can do so much when we come together. So the fact that the three of you knew, heard each other's stories and said, hey, we can put this together and the three of us can make even an even bigger impact. That's amazing. But even beyond that, the work that you guys are doing in the community, I love it. How do we um, learn more about the Mental Health Expo? So absolutely. We are on Eventbrite. So you can go into Eventbrite and just search in Black Mental Wellness Expo and you can sign up to come to the Expo this Saturday. It is 12 to 5 at the High Park Arts Center, which is 5525 South Cornell. You can also go to our website, BlackMentalWellnessExpo.com. And we are on Facebook and Instagram as well as Black Mental Wellness Expo. Wonderful. I will be sure that we have all of that information in the show notes, guys, so you could just click it. If you are in the Chicagoland area or close, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, I encourage you to come down and see all of the amazing things that these women have put together for you. Um, Super, super dope and excited that that is happening on this weekend. Oh my goodness, Chanel. Well, really quickly, we do this thing. I just termed it the lightning round recently. Well, I just shoot off three questions and I want your knee jerk reaction. Don't think about it too hard. Whatever comes (laughs) up first. Okay. So number one, what is your go-to scripture for encouragement? 
Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Amen. And you know the address. A lot of people come on. They're just like, you know what? I know it says something. <laughs> and no judgment because I, I got a lot of scriptures like that too. But I appreciate it. Me too. It. <laughs> me too. <laughs> all right. Number two. What's a song that always gets you hype? Any genre? Ooh, Ratchet. I know. Webby, Miss Independent. <laughs> I-N-D. Okay, let me stop. Oh, my goodness. Now, don't stop. Go ahead. Get, get it to us. Lil Webby. That's Webby, right? Lil Webby. Booty. Booty, Lil Webby. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my sister's song. So, I, I know that one all too well. All right, number three. This one comes courtesy of my 20,000, I'm sorry, 2,000 questions about me. So, I need a random number, one through 2,000. Ooh, let's do 2.22 in honor for the Deuce Club. 2.22. All right. 2.22 says, <laughs> how was your very first kiss? <laughs> this is like elementary. <laughs> it was okay, I guess. It was okay. A little peck on the mouth. We were there. Okay. Bottle, spin a bottle. Oh, oh, my mom, I might not hear oh that. Oh, my yes, goodness. Been a bottle. So you were playing a bad girl game. Yes, girl. Sixth grade. <laughs> well, look, at least you remember. I don't even know if I remember. My, oh, yes, I do. I actually got in trouble. I had my first kiss at the water fountain in school. And um, the counselor, ironically enough, she walked out like, now y'all know better. And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first kiss. Oh my goodness, what Chanel? This has been a pleasure. Um, I appreciate you for coming. Thank you down. for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I am honored that you agreed to come on the podcast. I wanted to share with the world the amazing things that you have going on. Um, how can we connect with you? How can we keep up with Chanel out here in these cyber streets? So you can find me on Instagram at Miss Hill, the social worker. That's M S Hill. The social work and you can also find me on Facebook at C Hill C E E Hill and on my website chaneldenae.com wonderful well thank you so much Chanel for coming down I appreciate you and I am praying nothing but blessings and favor thank you for having me oh absolutely Lisa, Grant, you are a woman people don't know but Kristen has it going on she is somebody like I don't always comment but I'm looked up to from afar wife mother entrepreneur Love it. Oh, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. I really, really do. Well, listen, winners, I know that um, Chanel has put you up on this good, good game regarding your, your mental health and, and being well in that area. Remember, God wants you to win. So that's why he puts you up on the game. And it's not just about your spirit. He's concerned with you, as Chanel said, that you may prosper in all things. So I pray that you have listened and you have taken this to heart and you get out there and you begin to really take care of your mental health. All right. God puts yes. you up on the game because he wants us to win. All right. That's it's our winning season. Yes, it is, girl. It is. It's our winning season. Okay. So I thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, it's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and I'm out. Bye. Bye.